On New Year's Eve 2009, we decided to come up with goals, not resolutions, for the year ahead. We wanted to take control of our lives instead of sitting back and letting life happen to us or pass us by. Every year since, we've created a bucket list that encouraged each other and worked toward achieving our goals throughout the year. In 2012, we started to document our journey in our blog, The Great Goal Rush. I'm Chris. And I'm Lissa. And this is The Great Goal Rush Podcast. Hey, everybody. How's everyone doing? Yeah, everyone's good. I didn't get the chance to do my intro. Thanks, everybody, for listening to another edition of Chris and Lissa's Great Gold Rush Podcast. <laughs> I am one of your hosts. My name is Chris, and sitting next to me... Hi, I'm Lissa. Lissa. And here we are. We're, we're back and better than ever, trying to get through a podcast while we have many distractions going on in our house. Um, we've had a hell of a week. It's been interesting, it's been trying, it's been annoying, it's been frustrating, it's been loving, but you know what? God help us. Nope. I was going to say, the days are long, but the years (laughs) are short. Which, by the way, uh, I'm referring to our child and the many people who I assume they thought they were being original by telling me that the days may seem long. But the years are short. No one's told me this. Everyone has said, you are in the worst part of it. How are you doing? That's that's what what I've heard. Now, I appreciate everyone who's reached out and just said nice words or whatever. I just can't hear that statement anymore. It's so frustrating. (laughs) And what we both said is that the days don't seem long. They seem very short. They seem short. They seem super short. They're just... They're short because we're doing a lot. Um, One of the... One of the uh, many pieces of advice that people gave us was when the baby's sleeping, you need to be sleeping. And that could not have been further from what we've been doing because we can't operate like that. Baby has no sleep schedule. Well, the other know. problem is right now, the um, the baby doesn't seem to want to go to bed when un- unless she's held, which makes it very difficult to get rest yourself. So... There's that. So, like, let me know when you can get sleep if the moment I put her down on her back, she starts whining and she's up. Right. So, this past the past few days, I've been wearing her in the baby Bjorn, like, all day long. And she's, that's the only time she gets good sleep. So, when am I supposed to sleep during the day, take a nap, when she is But you normally wouldn't take a nap anyway during the day. I might want to now because I'm not getting a full night's sleep. Yeah, but you also, I mean, that's, but that's not the reason why we're not doing that because you could pass her off to me and you could go to sleep, but you choose not to do that. I could, but then you're have to, you, you have to hold her. So but no I'm not what, going to sleep, so it doesn't make a difference. I just thought that it's something that we, you know, we can't do. If the baby wants to go to sleep at nine o'clock in the morning, what are we supposed to do? Okay, turn around, go to sleep. No, no we can't do that. Off and on, every two hours, every two hours, every two hours, every two hours. But if you know what happens, but it's if, been a good week though for her sleeping. So what happens if she goes to sleep for thirty minutes, forty-five minutes, and you're assuming that she's going to sleep for another two hours? Like I can't do that. I can't start and stop. But mm. yeah, that's our week. We've been through. <clears throat> um, like you said, it's been a good week. With her sleeping, we've kind of figured out her sleeping patterns. Now, I know she's a newborn, so it could change today, but we're kind of figuring it out. The biggest issue is that I had an infected 
breast milk duct. Were you trying to figure out whether you want to say breast or... I have an infected... Teat. Teat elite. What? <laughs> so that's been problematic because, you know, having an infection in your boob and having blisters in our nipples kind of hurts a little bit. It's a little tender. It's a little red. And now I'm on a treatment of antibiotics four times a day for 10 days. So it's another thing to... And that happened with no fault of your own. Well, I mean, no fault of... I won't. I don't want to get into the details, but I will say that... You just said you had blisters on your boobs. And now all of a sudden... Blisters? And now you're going to be like, I don't want to get into that detail. I didn't want to get oh, into... Oh, now the, we've gone too far. No, I didn't want to get into the detail of, like, she won't take latch onto my left side, so blah, blah, blah. And then I had five hours of sleep one night, and then I had a clogged milk duct. I didn't want to go into that and, and go into those details that I literally just went into. Well, speaking of that, I believe I just wiped off milk, dried Probably. milk on the laptop, so that's awesome. But I Ew. do want to give credit to Chris, who, when oh I said God. to him, I think I have a... a a clogged milk duct he was like well if you need me to suck it out i will because he has heard a few stories from friends who have had to go through this experience before where their partners had clogged milk ducts and the only thing that i guess they don't have medical grade pumps but i do so i didn't have to go down that path but i said chris that's my last the last resort would be having you suck my boob to have milk come out of it. You know, of all the things that I'm willing to do. Plus. And uh, what guys are willing to do for their wives or partners. <laughs> me lining up to yeah. suck a nipple. It's is not, not the worst thing. The worst thing but you could possibly think of. His, it, was like he, it was like he was in the Hunger Games volunteering as a tribute. And he mm-hmm. was like, I'll, I'll do it. Like it was like a slow motion flag behind right. him. Like he was, it was his patriotic duty to to suck milk out of my duct and i'm like calm down oh hold on i don't need this don't get it twisted i did not want to do this i when you were like four months pregnant we had talked about this as being a possibility and i was like i'm not doing that that's disgusting that's gross i don't want to do that but of course you know if you're in pain whatever will help i'll do but Let's not pretend as though I was excited about doing it. You looked like, like you were ready to, no, to take on no. the... No, I don't even like milk. Yeah. So there's that. So no, I wasn't excited at but all. But I said I have a hospital I have a hospital pump, so we don't have to we don't have to go down that path. But I did not just have a pl- plugged milk duct. I had an infected one, so and it came on really quickly, and I felt like felt pretty terrible for a couple of days and had a hard time taking care of the baby. Thank goodness Chris is home helping me take care of the baby and holding her when I couldn't and had to keep a heating pad on my side. It's just, it's just a mess. It's like I have, I have come to the conclusion, we're five weeks in, that women should be in some type of hospital situation for six weeks after they give birth between, you know, the, the healing of our vaginas and our uterus and uteri and Utes. learning how to, how to, um, Take care of a baby. Yeah. and then, you know, <laughs> taking care of the baby. It just would, it would make so much more sense as our bodies are healing that we would be under medical supervision. And we're not. So we have to kind of deal with it ourselves. The heart, it was really, really difficult to change my bloody pad, wash myself while, again, thank God you're home. Otherwise, 
I wouldn't have changed my pad for eight hours and would have then gotten an infection. Like it's just it it's just a it's a whole it's a whole ordeal that you're taking care of your wounded leaking body. Well, let's be real. What are you? What type of hospital are you going to stay or facility? I want. Are you going to stay in for six I weeks? I want basically like birth? a women's like the ashram that I went to in Yogaville, Virginia. I want an ashram for women. It's like a women's retreat. You go down there after you give birth. All of your How meals, expensive would that be? I don't know, but I'm living in a fantasy thousands world right now. Thousands upon thousands upon thousands of dollars. My weekend stay at the ashram was only like $200, but six weeks would be a little expensive. I don't know how this Food, would look. It would be volunteer-based. Oh, my you'd have, God. You'd have lactation consultants. You would have exercising. You'd have acupuncture. You'd have meditation. Pregnant camp. You'd have <laughs> uh, food. You'd have uh, nurses. It would be... A delightful experience. Postpartum camp. Yeah, postpartum retreat. PPC. Yeah, something like that. PPR. But honestly, though, like m- medically, women are you're you're healing yeah. for a really long time. You're definitely at a disadvantage. And I had a really easy la- labor and delivery, so women who are, have had C sections have an even longer recovery. Mm-hmm. Can't even like hold their baby near their stomachs because they're stitches. Like it's it is. I'm telling you, this is a good idea, and I don't want this would be like in my in my vision. It'd be St. Jude's. It would be all free, covered, and it would be offered to women. <clears throat> well, you know, who've had kids. If they decided to, I'm I'm re- I'm Danny Thomas. God, who's that? Saint Jude, the founder of okay. Saint Jude. Um, if they decided to reallocate money for our government, I'm sure they'd be able to fund it. But women aren't the priority. You don't want to take that call. No. <laughs> this has just got a call from her gynecologist, and she hit decline with a quickness. I mean, that's a that's a call. They're just telling me that I have my six week appointment coming up next week, and this is perfect timing for them to call as I'm discussing how I think that women should be treated better. If men were the ones who gave birth yeah, and yeah, had yeah. their penis hole ripped apart, and could you imagine? You guys would be in. Well, in first off, the world's population would be <laughs> uh, decreased by half. Because that's not going to happen with a lot of guys. You would have a holiday. No, of course. No, we would would have more than a holiday. It would be you have a year paternity leave. Yeah. Not whatever your company decides. The thing is, though, we've just been doing it for so long this way. And it's just like everything. You you come to accept, accept things as normal. And while it's always been done this way, therefore, it should always be done this way. But... I want to break the cycle. I'm ready to break the chain. I'm ready. I'm not doing it at all because I have. I'm too tired to do it. But I have <laughs> great. Theory. I have grand ideas. Yep. Just as I've said before, no talent. So the execution. Grandiose ideas. Yeah, I have just nothing. Uh, yeah. To follow through. Yeah. If I had money, this is what I would do. Great. I'm. How much money? We're talking like. I don't know, I could partner Amazon with like money? Bill Gates and yeah, I mean this would Jeff be Beasy. Yeah, I want all of well they I would have to have women millionaires or men philanthropists whose wives are involved in their mm-hmm. charity foundations. So it would be Zuckerberg's Zuckerberg, the yeah. the Gates. This is, this is, um <laughs> the Gates. The Gates this is, and and I think that this could this would be an ideal situation. Great. 
thrilling. And that's all. Okay. Um, we also had the unfortunate uh, incident that happened this week where my parents stumbled upon our podcast. Now, we've been doing this for over a year and change or however long mm-hmm. we've been doing it for. And my parents have mentioned it because some people follow us on Facebook and they'll mention it to my parents. And you Who know, mentioned it? Hmm? Call out their names. Uh, there's too who many are, to... Who are the... Family members. It doesn't make a difference. The snitches. But, yeah, the family members will say something. And my parents, you know, it's like... Oh, we really want to listen to it. And it's like, oh, okay, cool. So I change the subject really quick so that they forget about it. And it's kind of hard for them to go find it online because, you know, they don't know much about podcasts. So we've been able to avoid them listening to it. I guess it was my fault, wasn't it? Well, Lissa changed her status one day on Facebook to include a link to our podcast and my mom got an alert and she started listening first off it was a link to the blog post i wrote and embedded in Mm -hmm. the the post was a link to the podcast which you'd have to read the full blog post so your mom was actually thank you mrs white she read the actual blog post she was very committed yeah and then got to the podcast she read and then spent some time (laughs) she spent some hours listening to our podcast and she was mortified she just it was she called uh one morning she was like i'm gonna get in so much trouble because i was supposed to be doing something else and i told your dad i was gonna be doing this and he's gonna come back and find out that i didn't do anything because i was listening to a podcast and i can't believe you cuss like that i can't we did not raise you to to be like that oh my goodness can't you say something without cussing can i say something though stop you there the thing is, this is a mutual, this is a Schwann situation. Mm-hmm. This is a mutually beneficial lie because she now would be in trouble for listening to the podcast. Like, she can't even admit to your dad how bad you swear or how much you swear because then it would incriminate her for spending hours listening to the podcast so oh, she could it just could say, stick with it could just stay with her well, she could just know? say i listened to it for five minutes and i heard him say <laughs> this that and everything else f this and and s that and first off i don't cuss on this thing nearly as much as i cuss when the microphone is off meanwhile chris i feel like threw me under the bus i heard part of the conversation and look lissa swears more than i do or well, he said true. something like i'm more spiritual than lissa well, you're hold throwing on. me under the bus to both of those both points. Both of those are true. One, <laughs> yeah. On this podcast, you cuss more. Two, in terms of being spiritual, I'm way more spiritual than you. I so what so. am I saying that's incorrect? All right, thank you. I just don't think that I need to be brought into this conversation. Well, she asked about both of us. And I guess she seemed shocked that um, you would be okay with me cussing like that. But I'm like, she cusses way more than I do on this thing. It's not even close. On this thing, you mean Earth? On this podcast. In the earlier days, I cussed more. But then I stopped, and you cussed more. When the microphone's off, though, I mean. As I've said film, before. Film, flarm, filth, everything else comes out of my mouth. As I've said before, uh, my creator gave me a mouth and a wide range of words to use, and I plan to use as many of them as possible, and I have... But we have our favorites. I have some favorites that I use quite often. And that's... I'll leave it at that. That I, I, don't, I don't like to limit myself. 
Well, I mean... And my... The way I speak. We have said some things on this podcast that I definitely would prefer my parents not to hear. We haven't really got into anything too saucy, but we've said some things that I would not have conversation with my parents about, and... My mom was like, don't worry about it. I'll never listen to another podcast. I can't believe it. And then we got into, she said on the podcast, it sounded like I wasn't happy. And she asked me, was I happy? And, you know. Well, she listened to the gratitude. You're so negative. Yeah. Yeah. The gratitude podcast, which, as I mentioned in my blog post, Chris's parents were diagnosed with COVID-19 that weekend and your dad was day three in the hospital, I believe. Mm-hmm. And he was on oxygen and you couldn't see him. And it was scary. And the reason we didn't mention it at the time of recording that podcast, because I didn't want to. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's our business. It's, yeah, it's someone. I mean, that's very personal. Um, since then, I mean, and also we were in the thick of it. So it wasn't like, I don't know. I have a, I have an issue using certain things for example the baby as, yeah as a way to like i don't want that to be confused with like i'm trying to get attention based on off of certain things correct so i i i don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing but i often kind of minimize those really big personal things because i don't want i don't want any i don't you don't, I don't want, want attention, attention for yeah. those things of course uh and and your parents being sick was one of them and also it's just it's very personal and they were it, who knew what was going to happen and it was it was scary <clears throat> and um but i challenged you to try to think you know look at the situation with gratitude and that's what we were talking about without without getting into specifics but now that we can talk about it uh, two months later or a month and a half later and they've both fully recovered and and are healthy and happy it time has passed and we can you know we didn't get into too many details, but that's we can we can discuss it now. You know, it's it's not as fresh of a wound, and uh, yeah. So she heard one of the probably the darkest one of the darkest points in your life, and I don't well, hold want to speak on. for you. It wasn't one of the darkest points in my life, as in you know. No, but it, <laughs> well, listen, it was a, it was a very tough week and a half so for her to hear that without the context of knowing sure and we probably shouldn't have done an episode about gratitude during that time i wanted to do an episode on gratitude because despite the whole purpose of it was despite it all what we were going through it was it's still important to look at the the rainbow through the storm chris yeah. maya angelou so quote maya it probably would have been a better idea well <clears throat> because we both didn't want to share that information it probably would have been better to you know if we weren't going to share that information not do that podcast at that point no. because i wasn't in the mood to talk about my gratitude that doesn't did not mean i wasn't grateful for everything that i have but i wasn't in the right space and i it wasn't even you know that is the way i feel whether my parents were sick or not I, like i told my mom on the phone it's not that i am expecting the worst that's not how i operate I am just there thinking about the worst and prepared for the worst so that if the worst does happen, I've thought about it. I don't want to be caught off guard. That I, That is a fear for mine. I don't like that. So as much as I can control that, I would like to. So even having the conversation with my mom that day when we were talking about the podcast, she said, 
so you know what did you think about me and your dad didn't you think we were going to get better i was like yeah i hope that you guys i thought for the most part you were going to get better but i'd be lying to you if i didn't tell you i didn't think the worst at some point because i had to like who would not think that if the same thing happened with your parents you wouldn't dwell on it i didn't dwell on it but you would think oh my god my parents could get really really sick and not make it that is a human that that is totally natural yes and that's, that's a, and that's a totally different discussion that we have gotten into and we should we could get into for a longer period of time of how prepping for the worst or like my my mind goes there but i know that it's unhealthy so i try to avoid going there and just kind of surrendering or relinquishing any power or control i have and we've talked about this with with regard to race and i might go off on a tangent here but you i've said you've tried to control your situation as much as possible with how you dress where you go what you do not cross, crossing a crosswalk where there's a crosswalk and um, not <laughs> how about we just say following the law yeah and where i'm coming from at it from a point of Privilege. you are <laughs> I'm coming from a point White privilege. of privilege yes. and the complexion for the protection, but also Correct. from a place of you are an idiot for thinking that you have any control over the situation. So I'm on a different. I'm. I. So we've had this conversation. It's so stupid for you to say that. Like, of course, no one has control over anything. You could walk outside right now and get shot. But you know what you can do is maybe stay inside so that you don't get shot. <laughs> like you, you can you can do things that may lower the can risk. You? Yeah, but you then can. then you're living if you, there's or you could be you jogging down the road and two white guys but kill you. That's my point is that you can't you can come up with all of these scenarios in your head and all of the worst case things, but it doesn't matter because I something can, like that can because the world this world is pure chaos. And how many, you have no control over it. How many times have you read something that either you've shared with me or I've shared with you about the black experience? How many family members of mine have you talked to? And I'm thinking about one in particular where we went out and had wine with them last year. Oh, I know. Where me and my cousin, obviously who's black, specifically talked about these fears. And he was right in step with how I felt. And it wasn't just us. This is no, black I, men, especially. I know. No, no. So I mean, you can't say you're crazy. I don't know. Yeah, but right. I'm, I'm, <laughs> you don't. What I'm trying to say is that you you are trying to mitigate uh, a conflict, let's say, to put it lightly. Mm-hmm. But we live in a world where that is impossible. So you can try your hardest, and you can you can be fearful and try to avoid certain situations. Or I I, I come I guess. I have said this before. I'm coming from an even more negative viewpoint than you because I have no hope when it comes to this stuff. So you not traveling certain places, you not doing certain things, to me that is only additional stress into your life because you're thinking and replaying things that could happen when in reality it could be is innocuous as you going for a jog somewhere and 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 two white guys decide to kill you and a third decides to f- film it film it so like you it it doesn't matter like i i'm I, again i'm coming from a, a far darker place that 
no matter what you do, and this is this my outlook on like, like trying to surrender. You have no control over any situation. No, no, no control, no, none. No, and no, to me, no. you you thinking that you have any control is uh, I don't want to say arrogant, but you have some control over certain situations. So let's say, for example, there was a, let's say there was a KKK rally down the street. Well, No, just listen to me. There's a KKK rally all in our town. You know what I'm not going to do? I'm not going to go outside because chances of me going outside and something bad happening, pretty high. That's controlling my atmosphere. That's controlling. Yeah, uh, yeah my that's point an is, extreme. That's, but that's, I'm just making it extreme so it's easier to understand. I get it when it's an extreme and it's easier to understand. But what I don't understand is the small things. Is why things I won't cross the street that's not at a crosswalk a and I'm not trying to get in yeah. trouble. Like yeah, there, are ti- there are tiny things that no matter how safe you play this game. Correct. We've discussed it with the, the conflict, intergenerational conflict with like your parents or, or you. Like like just just quiet down a bit like don't be so black and free you know like we who said that well that's the jet that's the sentiment of older older people who not are my looking parents at younger them. no i don't older people who are looking at younger people who are kind of like well in my day we did it this way so like you shouldn't swear so much because like there's you just, just made that about my parents again they're just oh i guess i did yeah you did. I, I mean that there are older there there are rules that were you were, that they needed to follow people, yeah. then, but you don't have to follow it. Yes, then. Yeah, but, yeah, I get it. but they walked so you could fly, or ran so you could fly, or jogged or so, you, so could that you could walk, or walk so you could run. Like, get <laughs> it right, Jesus. <laughs> they crawled so you could float like a butterfly and sting like a bee. <laughs> or skipped so you could hop. I don't know what it is. They millied so you could rock. <laughs> <laughs> they electric slide so you could wobble. <laughs> Okay. Oh, <laughs> I'm getting hot. I think we should end this. Yeah, <laughs> we wanted to go into. Yeah, so much but we more. can do that for another podcast. I mean, we're we're in it right now. Okay. Well, we <laughs> <laughs> we got to wobble out of here. <laughs> we had a lot to talk about, and this was not one of them. No, but... we'll get to it another podcast. But uh, yeah, that's it. I hope you guys have a great week. Stay inside. Or social distance <laughs> and wear from, a mask. And... Stay away from Chris. Why? Just because. Yeah, if you see me in public and you think that it might be me, don't come up to me. I've got a mask on and gloves. I don't want to talk to you. Uh, no disrespect, but kind of full full respect. He's trying to keep you healthy. Trying to keep us all healthy. One of our future podcasts we've been aiming to talk about is our. Basically every single thing that we won't be able to do this year. Which is a lot. Which is like 90% of our list. This is correct. So it's a dark, uh, it's a grim place to be, but you know, we're all, we're all dealing with it. So what do we do from here? What do we, what do we accomplish? What do we, I mean, and additionally, we're kind of strapped inside with a bebet. So then there's an additional element of, I mean, that's going to loosen up a bit because she's all of a sudden she can, (laughs) she can walk. She can wobble now. <laughs> she um. can break dance. So we should be okay. Stay tuned for the YouTube videos. But we, 
you know, we gotta we have to talk about that because that's a huge that's a huge thing on our bucket list. Like, have you even written any twenty twenty one goals down <laughs> since you mm-hmm. have? Okay, I probably since you mean the past five weeks. Sure, probably five. Hmm, that's a lot. I think so. Yeah. Um, this is the time of the year where I start getting excited for 2021 and it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. We got a long time. But everything is in turmoil. So like you can't even, you don't even know what you can do. Like I've been starting, I've been thinking, should we complete the goals that we were going to complete? Like we can complete, like eating a hot donut, a hot Krispy Kreme. Should we do that multiple times this year (laughs) since we can't do the other ones? Goal or no goal. I have no problem completing that over and over and over and over again. No, just a thought. Like, what do we do now? Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll discuss. Okay, well, one the, that discussion will come someday. All right. All right. All right. All righty. We're out of here. Uh, again, continue to social distance. Oh, my gosh. Wear your mask. Gloves if you got them. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Visit www.greatgoalrush.com for our bucket list archive. And if you want to follow us on social, you can find us on Facebook at Great Goal Rush. Thanks for listening.